0: My ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. Use this time, Father, to teach us your principles so that we can receive your promises for our lives. We thank you, Father, that this first series is designed to lay the foundation for us to have a year of all sufficiency in all things and so I thank you that our hearts are open and our minds are ready to receive the incorruptible word which is able to save our soul in Jesus name amen and amen God bless you you may be seated this morning Our theme and direction for 2009 is a year of all sufficiency in all things. Say this with me. Say, I'm going to have a year of all sufficiency in all things. Now, last week, we covered our second lesson in our series, and it's entitled The Blessed Life. And so the goal of this series is to remove from our thinking all of the false information that we have been exposed to regarding being blessed. And then we're going to lay the foundation of truth regarding God's desire and position of blessing that he wants us to have, live and give. The, the first series of the year, this series, is designed to lay the foundation and groundwork for us to have that type of year, which is the year of all sufficiency in all things. And our lesson today, which will be the last lesson in this series, or a last lesson in this, in this subsection, called The Blessed Life Part 3. So if you're taking notes, you can write down The Blessed Life Part 3. And I want you to go to our foundational text which is found in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 and while you're doing that I want you to touch your neighbor and say neighbor, neighbor. You, need you need to be ready this morning amen 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 and I'm going to start in verse 6 it says but this I say he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully Every man according as he purposed it in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Here's our focus verse for the year. And God is able to what? Come on, class. He's able to make all grace abound toward you. So if it ain't there, God will make it get there. He said, now see, this is where you don't have to trust the economy. All you got to do is trust the word. See, Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but this word ain't going to move. And so if you want to have a year of all sufficiency in all things, don't trust in the stock market. Trust in the word. He says here, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And so according to this verse, it is God's desire and will for us to abound, watch this, and have all sufficiency in all things. Now when you look that word having up, it really means to hold in your hand. So this is not a spiritual promise. This is a natural promise to us as believers. So don't sit in your chair and go, well, God wants me blessed spiritually. Yes, he wants you blessed spiritually, but he also wants you to be blessed uh, materially and resource wise. Because watch this. When you look up the word blessed, it means, watch this, happy. It means to speak well, of. It means to prosper. It also is a state in which a person has an abundant supply of spiritual and material resources. Watch this. That allows them to live a life of more than enough at all times. Now go quickly to Genesis chapter 1. This will be the last verse that we will recap. Genesis chapter 1. The original intent that God had for mankind was for us to live in a constant state of blessing. Anytime you want to know the original intent for something, go back to its origin And when you go all the way back to when God created mankind, he created us not to struggle. He created us. Watch this. Listen to me now. He created us as blessed individuals. Now, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Watch this. And in the image of God created he him male and female created he them. So even your relationship as a couple really is not a dictatorship. It should be a partnership. Listen, do you know I don't make major decisions without my wife being in agreement with me? And when you grow up and be a smart man, you will not move if your wife is not on the same page with you. Because let me tell you a secret. Because there is a spiritual principle in the earth that's working called the power of agreement. Anytime you make a decision outside of being in agreement, that decision will ultimately probably fail. If you notice, that's why she always comes back and say, I told you. Well, it's not because she was right. It was because she never got an agreement. Right, right, right. Now, sometimes they don't need to be in agreement because what we're trying to do is, is off anyway. Uh-huh. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Do you listen to your wife all the time? <laughs> look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. You look like you are lying. <laughs> okay, okay. Look in verse 28. Watch this. Read this part with me. And God blessed them. Stop right there. Let's read it again. And God blessed them. So, what was the first thing God did when He made man? He blessed man. And that word blessed means to speak well of and to prosper. So, guess what? God's desire for us was not to get here on the earth and struggle. Listen, God's not up there struggling. He's up there wondering why we're down here struggling. Now, many times we struggle because we're violating principles that are operating here on the earth. Just like if you decided every time you got into your car to run every light that you saw and run every stop sign stop sign that you got to. Eventually, you're going to get enough tickets where they're going to take your driver's license. It's not because the police didn't like you. It's not because watch this now. The type of car you're driving. It, wasn't, it didn't even really have anything to do about what you had on when you, got to, when you got stopped. It had all to do that you're violating a natural principle, and that is you weren't obeying the principles of the driving laws. Right. Are you with me? Yeah. So here's what I want to do before we jump into this morning's lesson, because I know what I did. I gave you, uh, it was either seven or nine things that shows us that different ways in which we're blessed. And before we do that this morning, I really want to continue to chisel some of you all's brains because some of you all can't really see yourself blessed. Now, see, all sufficiency means no struggle. Say no struggle. See, all sufficiency means that you can put all of your bills on auto and not even think about it. All-sufficiency means that if your car breaks down, it's no big deal because you have all the money that you need and more to get it fixed. All-sufficiency means that if anybody in your family needed assistance, you have no problem. You can help them and you'll have more in store and you'll have more than what you need. So you don't even have to worry about it if it's going to mess your budget up. Amen. Amen. And so look at this. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. That's in the New Testament. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And here's what I want to do before we jump into and finish up the reasons or ways in which we're blessed. Teaching like this is needed because the average person is not used to being blessed. I'm going to say that again. Teaching like this is needed because the average person is not used to being blessed. Let me show you what I mean. You ever walked up to somebody and give them something because you feel led to give it to them and they said, oh, no, you don't have to. Come on, y'all finish it for me. You don't have to do that. Well, let me ask you a question. We know they didn't have to do it, but if they wanted to do it, why are you trying to stop them from doing something for you? See, that's what I mean. The average person is not used to being blessed and it shows because of how we react when blessings starts coming. And then if you start getting blessed and you have to justify your blessings, see, that's when you have to now justify everything you get. You, get, you come to work and you got some new shoes on. And your, your girlfriend, look and say, you know, because she just asked you for a loan and you told her you didn't have the money. Can I? Can I? Can I? I don't know what they say these days. Can I spot twenty dollars? You know, and you didn't give it to her, but then you showed up with some new boots, and you're trying to hide the boots because you you didn't want to give her that twenty dollars. So you just told her you didn't have it. But see what you have to do to people because see once you start getting blessed, people are gonna know you got money. So all you have to do you don't have to lie. Just tell them I don't have it to give it to you. Exactly. There you go, baby. There you go. There you go. It's simple as that. Yeah, because see, everybody ain't going to do right with your money. In fact, most people who have money problems is because they didn't manage it right. And then, you know, let me just help you. If you really want to help somebody, give them what they need, not money. You know, when I pull up and people, hey, I'm hungry. Can you come on in? I'll buy you some food, buddy. Well, no, I really didn't want that. Then you ain't hungry. See you. Love you. First Timothy chapter six, look at verse six. Now watch this now. I need, okay, I'm about to slap some of y'all. I'm telling you right now. It's coming across. It's coming across. I got a glove on so it ain't going to hurt that bad. All right? Watch this. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. He says, read it with me. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Now I'm going to keep reading that so we can see the context. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Verse 8, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. So you know what that verse sounds like? It sounds like it just said, if you got food, and if you got some clothes, you just need to be happy. Come on now, don't that that sound like what that means? But let me tell you a secret. You can't just take the Bible and read it the way it sounds. Because they did not speak the language we spoke. So what I did, I looked up that word contentment in verse 6 and you know what that word contentment is in the Greek? It's the same Greek word as the word sufficiency in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 you know what it says well, we, he wants us to have all sufficiency in what? In all things that word sufficiency is the same word contentment so listen to what he's really saying now let me just help y'all because I know I'm I am actually helping some people right now watch this the word sufficiency or contentment let me give you the biblical definition let me tell you what I mean by biblical biblical I looked it up to find out the original definition of that word and this is what it is that you always have enough at all times it means a perfect condition in life where you require no aid or support Now listen, so let's read what he was actually saying. He says, but godliness with enough to require no aid or support is great gain. In other words, what he's saying is, and listen, if you couple a godly life uh, uh, along with having more than what you need, why wouldn't you want to live life like that? But see, back in the day, this was taught like poverty is accepted. It's okay to struggle. In fact, some people use that as a verse to say, you know what? If you just got food and if you just got clothes, you don't need more than what you... That's it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. I don't know who he's talking to, but he talking to somebody right now. So I want you to see there that word contentment. It means, watch this, the same word sufficiency, which means to a perfect condition in life where no support or aid is necessary where you have enough at all times in other words I wish I knew this when I was in college in other words he's saying here godliness along with sufficiency is great gain you know what he said no aid or support that means if I had listen when I was going through school I'd I'd have went through school without getting no school loans now see this if I was a college student right now I'd be shouting because you don't have to get a school loan right here based on this he said that he want us to be in a state that we have, watch this, enough to require no aid or support. Now, I'm not talking about you don't go ahead and get financial aid, but I'm talking about the free financial aid is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you don't have to apply for a loan. You say, well, pastor, how do I do that? You increase your faith for it, because remember, all the promises of God are received by faith. And God will, listen, God is not a respecter person, but he is a respecter of faith. So if you can believe for it, you got it. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So we see here that God designed us to have more so we could do more and enjoy more. Now go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's look now in verse uh, 17. Watch this. God designed us to have more so we could do more and to enjoy more. See, God don't want you giving all your money away. If you give all of your money away, you have nothing now to live on. If you give all of your money away, you don't have enough now to meet your needs. If you give all of your money away, you now have no inheritance for your children. You give all your money away, guess what? You are now not in position to continue to be a blessing. Watch what he says now in 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. He says now, watch this now. Charge them that are what? Come on, class. That are what? See, some of y'all just need to walk around and just say, I'm rich. I'm rich, 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 I'm rich. See, some of y'all, that's a cuss word to y'all. Rich, 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 rich. See, I see some of y'all in y'all mind going, rich. Watch what he told him. He said, charge those who are rich in this world. Now, what does it mean to be rich in this world? Come on now. Are we talking about now spiritual riches or natural riches? He's talking about stocks and bonds and money. And so he's talking about, now watch who he's talking to too. He says, tell those who are rich in this world. So everybody's not broke. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. I didn't know everybody wasn't broke. (laughs) Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. Everybody I know is. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just messing with you. Charge them that are rich in this world, watch this now, that they be not high-minded, I'm better than you, nor trust in what? You can't trust in your money because you can have it one day and don't have it the next day. But watch this though, but in the living God, watch this now, who gives us richly all things to what? Enjoy. So if you give all your money away, you can't enjoy life like that. But you can't enjoy life either if you ain't got enough And so here's what I'm doing I'm going to poke at you Until you accept the fact that God created you To have more than what you got right now And I believe that in 2008 That it is God's desire for our church To move from not enough To to just enough To more than enough So wherever you are in those three categories He wants you to have more So you can do more Amen, because like I said, for two Sundays in a row, 2009, that's what I'm doing, 2009, 2009, 2009, listen, I'm going to keep saying it, that that land we buying, they're not going to accept monopoly money for that land, and for us to get it, God's got to bless you with it, amen, so God wants us to have more than enough, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants us to have more than enough, Now, being blessed can come about in several ways. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then I'm not going to go back over the ones we've covered. But there are several ways that being blessed can come about. And the first one we talked about was pronouncement. Say pronouncement. And this is when God uses someone to declare over you words of blessing and increase. And then we looked at the word promise. Everybody say promise. This is where God will bless you because of a promise that was made. And we looked at that. So you can go back and get the CDs on that. Then the third way we looked at was posterity. Say posterity. And that's where a future blessing has been assigned and promised to you or future generations. Amen. And then number four, which we're going to, we covered, was position. Say position. position. This is where blessings are available when I'm in a certain position. And we looked at it and we closed on this last week that we looked at what it what type of blessings came with being in Christ. And the Bible says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So being in Christ causes me to have a blessed state better than I was when I wasn't in Christ. See, that's what keeps me from straddling the fence. Those of you who straddle the fence. Uh, from living saved because you're already saved because see the devil knows he can't take your salvation so that's, that's, that ain't the question the question is now are you going to live the abundant life Jesus wants you to live and so what he does he keeps you straddling on the fence I don't know if I want to live saved I don't want to live and see what happens is you don't know first of all you're tearing your britches no britches is the old word but the other thing you're doing you, what, you're, what you're not doing you're not staying on the position side of where the blessings are Then number five is the word planted. And that's where we're going to start this morning. Planted. This is where my blessings are connected to an assigned place or thing. Listen to what I'm saying. There are several ways that God can bless you. And one of these ways is uh, where you're planted. And this is an assigned place to a place or a thing. Now go over now to Psalms 92. Psalm 92. I'm doing so well this morning with my time. Psalm 92. And I want you to write down verse 13 if you're taking notes. Psalm 92 verse 13. Let's look and see what kind of place that I can be planted in that will bring prosperity and blessings in my life. Psalm 92 13. If you're there, say I'm there. He says those who are planted where? In planted in the house, not around the house. In the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish. So those of you who want to take notes, the word flourish there means to have abundantly, to spread out, to shoot up, and to fly. So when R. Kelly was singing, I believe I can fly, this is really what he was talking about right here. That means to prosper, to bud, and to sprout, and to spread out. So he's saying, watch this now, me being planted in the house of the Lord... It's one of the ways in which blessings that God has assigned for me will come. Amen. Good. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, yeah. you need to be in church and you need to get planted. Yeah. Now, notice it said those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Now, see, those of you who are not planted, let me tell you what people who are not planted do so y'all can just know. Those are church hoppers. I got like a big old chocolate bunny rabbit, did <laughs> <laughs> Big old black praying mantis <laughs> jumping up here. <laughs> Telling on myself, what am I doing right now? Okay. When you're planted, can't nobody move you. Let me tell you something else about being planted. When you, st- when you stay in a place long enough, you can develop roots. You show me somebody who jump around and I'll show you a person who never gets roots. And the only way to watch this now, get a harvest from a seed, that seed has to stay in the ground long enough, get some roots and then produce some fruits. You got to go up. I mean, down before you can go what? Up. All right. So plant it. Now let's look at another We'll Go to Psalm 1 go to Psalm 1 very quickly Psalm 1 you all are doing good you're being a good class this morning Psalm chapter 1 watch this being planted in God's house being planted in God's word produces prosperity for your life Psalm 1 watch this now it says in verse 1 blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners nor seed in the seat of the scornful but his delight this person's delight is in the law of the Lord in his laws shall he meditate day and night And this person shall be like a tree, what? Planted. Planted. Now what person is going to be like a tree planted? The person who is now planted in the word of God. So when you plant yourself in the word of God, it positions you to live a blessed life because he goes on to say he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall also not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. And that's why most of the stuff I do is blessed. It prospers. You know why? Because I'm in the word. And can I tell you a secret? The word is no respect to persons. Once you get the word on the inside, you are now in position to be blessed. Let me give you one more scripture. Go to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Amen. Jeremiah 17. Planted. This is where my blessings are connected to an assigned place or thing. We're talking about the house of the Lord and we're talking about the word of God. Jeremiah 17. Look in verse 7. Watch this now. It says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. That trusts in who? In the Lord. And whose hope the Lord is. For this person shall be as a tree, here we go again, come on class, planted Planted by the rivers of water and spreads out her roots by the river, watch this now, this person who is planted in the Lord, planted in the word, planted in the house of the Lord, watch this, they shall not see when he comes. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You want to have a life that is consistent in producing fruit? You got to be planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the word of the Lord. All right, let's let's look at the next one. Now, the next way that we we can be blessed is improving. Everybody say "proving." Now, this word proving is just another word for obedience, but I needed all of my words to start with a P. So I just use the word proving, but it does mean obedience. And this is where blessings are directly connected to my obedience and actions. Listen to what I'm saying, Claude Now this one here, I'm not going to get too many amens, but I'm, I'm going to help you though. Obedience, this is where blessings are directly connected to my obedience and my blessings or my actions. Go to Genesis very quickly, chapter 22. Genesis 22. I see I'm not going to get through the rest of these. Lord Jesus, praise his name though. Genesis twenty-two. All right, I want you to write this down as a point. Obedient actions triggers outstanding blessings. Obedient actions triggers outstanding blessings. Genesis twenty-two. Looking now, verse fifteen. Watch this. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham out of the heaven a second time. This is when Abraham was getting ready to kill his son, and he said in verse sixteen, "By myself I have sworn," says the Lord. For because you have done this thing, this is God talking to Abraham through the angel, and you have not withheld your only son, that in blessing, what's going to happen? I will bless you. Watch this. And in multiplying, I will multiply you. And your seed will be as the stars of the heaven. Watch verse 18. And in your seed shall all the nations be blessed. Watch this, why? Because you have obeyed my voice. Because Abraham obeyed God. Abraham that put him in the position to be blessed. And there is just certain blessings that you will not get in your life because it takes obedience to trigger them. Now see, some blessings God will just give you because we are his children. He's just going to bless us with certain things. But there are certain levels of blessings that you don't get until you obey God. Now let me show you another one. Go to Genesis 39. Genesis 39. God can bless others I mean bless us but that obedience that we need for that blessing is, is, is what we have to trigger so obedience you can write this down as this point here obedience causes overflow what did I tell you to go? I tell you what forget that go to Deuteronomy 28 Deuteronomy 28 now that, that's not far from you just go to Deuteronomy keep going forward keep going forward and if you if you Slow at finding the scriptures Don't worry about it We were all like that before, You know when we came Some of the people here They had to get a bible With tabs in it Because they didn't know Where all of them were Sometimes I have to use My index to find books Like Zephaniah And that kind of stuff You know sometimes I don't know I, I mean I know it's in there It's just not one of my Favorite books Alright Look at this Deuteronomy 28 Let me show you this now Here's my point Obedience causes overflow Look at verse 1. And it shall come to pass that if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God and observe in the what? Are y'all with me? Where y'all at? I'm in verse 1. Chapter 28? Where y'all at? I sound crazy, don't I? Okay, let me slow down. I'm trying to, you know, because I'm out of time, so I'm trying to, you know. Okay, let me start over. (laughs) And it shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to what? And to uh, do all of his commandments, which I command me. What does that sound like? That sounds like obedience, doesn't it? Now, watch what's going to happen when I do that. Look at verse two and all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. I don't know about you, but I want to be overtaken with blessing. And guess what? That is under my control. You have nothing to do with how I get blessed. Did you hear what I said? See, some of y'all thinking, oh, my boss don't like me. My cousin don't like me. My mama don't like me. Let me tell you something. Based on this, if I obey God, he's going to bless me in spite of you. That's right. He said here in verse 2, all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. If you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, well, I said, "Bless shall you be in the city. Bless shall you be in the field. Yes. Bless shall to be the fruit of your body. Bless shall yes. be the fruit of the ground. Yes. Bless shall be your basket. That means your your cabinets and all of your what do you call that place where you stu- your pantry? It ought to be full of food. Yes. Some of y'all pantry I see it now. I see more space than cans. What's wrong? <laughs> Come on now. And then I want to move up from high top." Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Come on now. Ain't nothing wrong with high top. And you know those cans, they black and white, just says beans. You don't know what kind of beans in there. Is it pinto beans? Green beans? Collard beans? What beans in that thing, you know? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. What kind of beans in your cabinet? Watch what else it says. Watch what else it says. Look at verse 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. You can't put no curse on me. You can't curse what God has blessed. So you can sprinkle dust. It It don't matter. I'm blessed. Watch this now. Watch verse 7. And the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be smitten right in front of your face. In other words, God already knows he's got a plan for your haters. Don't try, don't cuss them out. You've already went down to their level. Listen, do something good for your hater this week. Do something good for them. Mess them up. Make them wonder. Take them out to lunch. Be like, let me taste this before they see, see if they put something in here. Do something different for them. Because God got them. He said he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That means God's going to li- keep them living long enough to see you get blessed. My goodness. You know what? I'm going to stop right here because some of y'all got some people hating on you. They are hating. And here's the bad part. You're responding wrong. You know, there's some business owners in this room right here. There are some employees hating on you. You need to get rid of them. He said, Well, Pastor, who am I going to hire they a good worker? Well, how are you going to have a good worker talking about you behind your back? You got to trust God to bring some new people into your business. Some of you are who are supervisors. There are some people who are hating you. Now, it's okay to ha- if, the, if they want to hate you but you know at home, but if they hate you up there at the job and you they boss, mm. you're going to have to do something good for your hater today. You're going to have to fire them. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and see, some of y'all scared. Uh-oh, Uh oh. I done stepped in some. Oh, I smell poop. <laughs> you smell poop? <laughs> I smell poop in here. You can't get so comfortable in what you're doing that you can't do the right thing. Can I tell you something about God? Come I tell you something about God? God will back you up when you do the right thing. But he can't back you up if you, don't, if you don't do nothing. Watch this. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now I'm not telling you to go in on Monday and just fire everybody. Fire, 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 fire. And then you ain't got nobody to work. You're doing everything now. I'm not saying that. But bind that spirit first. And then if it don't acquiesce to where you're supposed to be, you know, follow the procedures. Write them up. Follow up. Kick them out. But God will back what you do. Now, did you get anything out of this morning's lesson? All right. With every every, every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Well, first of all, let me say this to you. In order to be blessed like God originally wanted for man, you have to be rescued from your sins. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ came that we may have life and life more abundantly or life that we may be blessed. And if Jesus Christ is not in your...